0: Hey everybody, welcome to Kern Talks, Kern Memorial United Methodist Church's podcast where we revisit the message from this week's church service. I'm Chris DeCue, the worship leader and producer at Kern Church. We know you're busy and maybe don't have time to watch the video for a whole service. Well, we got you covered with Kern Talks. With that said, let's hear Dr. Ray Penn's message from Sunday, June 20th, A Tumult in the Valley of Vision. We come now to share Scripture that the Word of God might be presented both in Scripture form and through the meditation. Our first Scripture reading comes from the 22nd chapter of Isaiah, verse 5. For the Lord God of hosts has a day of tumult and trampling, and confusion in the valley of vision. Again, for the Lord God of hosts has a day of tumult, trampling, and confusion in the valley of vision. Then turning over to the New Testament, to Paul's church message to the church at Philippi, the chapter is number 4. Verses 8 and 9. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things." Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. You stand backstage. Then you take your position behind three podiums. You take a deep breath, and you hear the announcer say, This is Jeopardy! Well, you do well. You have $10,000. The category is tell me where you are when you hear this sentence. And you say, you know, I'm going to bet it all $10,000 on the answer to this question. So, now that you're invested, Where are you when you hear someone say, is one better than two? Is two better than one? Are they the same? Well, if you answered, I think I'm in the optometrist's office, you get the $20,000. It's interesting how... The theme of vision, of sight, of light, runs all the way through the Bible. Vision is important. And when it becomes cloudy or when it becomes injured, it really disrupts all of our life. Well, in this bit of Scripture from Isaiah, we find not a geographical place, not a actual valley called vision, but in it's kind of a code word, a nickname for Jerusalem. Wouldn't you like to live in a place where it has gotten the reputation that it is as close to incarnating a vision that God has of a peaceable kingdom. Well, that Jerusalem was disturbed. Tumult was everywhere. Israel was being captive, captured, and made captive. And so Judah is sitting back, and Isaiah comes to to Judah and says, you know, gang, You seem to think you're safer because somebody else is getting injured. God will confuse your vision. Not that you haven't already done a pretty good job of it, but God is going to come and give you the just just desserts for your actions. There's always tumult as a result of bad vision. Well, this is exactly the problem that we have. In our valley of vision, there are various lenses, and more and more, they are being placed before us, and they're confusing us. Now, there is what I call scientism, now, I know full well this congregation, and I cannot toss out a periodic table without balancing it off of three or four or five or ten different scientific-oriented people. It's not science that I am examining. Good science has humility. It realizes that the boundary of its discipline is matter, physical things. It cannot make legitimately, as a discipline, any comment about whether there is a god or not a god. What human beings are in their relationships, or ought to be. Scientism says, and this is actually a quote, all we are are computers, made out of meat. It includes non-exceptionalism, which is the idea that we're not any different or unique or even superior to animals. That's all we are is just another animal that just can't grow enough fur. Notice that kind of of view, and you can find it in all sorts of atheist literature these days, denigrates, extracts from human beings what is sacred. Now, science can tell you, geometry in particular, the exact angles you need to angle your face to kiss someone. I really wish the geometry had done that while I was in high school, it would have helped a lot. But it cannot tell you the meaning of that kiss or what to do afterwards. As my friend of mine who is a medical doctor uh, said to me, science can tell you how to replicate a dinosaur. The humanities can tell you why. That just might not be a good idea. We have a kind of secular puritanism that is a lens. And it goes kind of like this. A generation can look back on another generation and expect them to be perfect. And when they are proved not to be perfect, then they are dismissed and made inconsequential. (coughs) Fortunately, what Christianity brings to that is a challenge. Are we not all (coughs) able to receive grace, to grow? Must we always be known by our worst deed, and Christ comes to say no. It seems to me that the problem we face are all of these lenses. (coughs) Popular culture makes us angry. Certainly the news does. People become addicted to anger. Christ clearly says... (coughs) if you want to stop murder, deal with anger. In fact, this is what Christianity has that is very attractive. A friend of mine who is a psychiatrist, as he uh, got older, drifted away from his religious background, and as he became a psychiatrist, he said, what drew me back was that Christianity asked me to do everything I can to control my passions. That came from someone who had been in the counseling room for a long time. And this is where the selection from Philippians comes into play. I don't know of a better collection. Of virtues. Even before Christ, Aristotle and Plato presented to people how important virtue is. What we focus on, what we see, the lens we look through, shapes our souls. Our character is simply the lengthened shadow of our souls. For Aristotle, virtue means exercise. Your character is like a muscle, and you need to regularly exercise it. For example, what is the lowest level of ethics? Courtesy. Courtesy. Acknowledging someone else is in your presence, not getting in their way, and helping them. Well, here's a list of what would be uh, physical therapy. Whatsoever things are noble or venerable has the quality that the Romans called gravitas, It's the magnetic pull of someone whose life is put together well. A sense of, in their presence, you want to be a better person. Just justice. The word means to give everyone the due respect that they need. Not the revenge we may feel, but the respect they need. Whatsoever things are pure. It's the image of laundry. Uh, My mother would often put the laundry out to dry on clotheslines. What looked okay when it came out of the wash When you put it out in sunlight, you see the spots. And when those big locomotives came, well, she could clearly see that the laundry needed to be redone. Well, purity is beautiful. It's the kind of, well, no hiddenness. In fact, our word sincerity really means without wax. Those who crafted various statues used to fill in the spaces they didn't do so well with wax, and you bought it for a high price, and then you put it in the sunshine, and it melted in parts, and you could see the flaws. Sincerity is no wax no hiddenness. Whatsoever things are lovely, it means that which calls forth love from us. There is something about having an opportunity to truly open up somebody's horizon, open up a door for them. Uh, I have a, a... a game I play with myself that I recommend to you in terms of making people lovely. Uh, Whenever I travel, I tuck a $20 bill in my outside pocket, and I listen carefully for that person that needs that $20. I go up to them, I said, God has said to me that you need this, and then I walk away. I don't stand there and wait for a compliment. In the confusion, the Holy Spirit, I think, opens up a crack that why would someone do this? Ah, the motivation is God. Well, one can go on and on and on about these various virtues, but there's a key point to conclude with the church is given a unique opportunity to shape human beings. And we do so by examining and giving to young people and adults these virtues. When we focus on the right thing, when our lens is pure and clear, and divine, we see things pretty clearly. Let me end with this story. Parents gave their son a puzzle, and it had all the countries of the world. And the son came back within about 10 minutes and everything was back in place. And they were going, mmm, genius, member of Mensa, mm, scholarships, mmm. How did you do this, son? Tell us how your genius showed up. And the little boy said, well, I noticed on the back of the puzzle there was a little boy. And I put the little boy together right. And the world turned out okay. Is that not the mission of the church? To put the human being together right. That the world may also be made whole. Thanks for listening. If you want to reach out to Kern Memorial United Methodist Church. Or see entire services. You can visit our YouTube channel. Kern Memorial United Methodist Church and remember to like and subscribe for updates. You can also visit us on our Facebook page at Kern Memorial United Methodist Church. Thanks and have a blessed day.